Hello and welcome to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. We are back after an unexpected week off due to adverse travel conditions slash producer Paul getting stuck in the snow. On this podcast, I talk to musicians about their secret passions, the things they're really interested in outside the musical world. We upload a new episode every Friday and if you've missed any, you can check out all our previous episodes at talktheline.blog. You can follow us on Twitter at talktheline. You can follow me at Jen Long. Please say hi. I've got a lot of spare time on my hands and if you subscribe to this podcast you will never miss an episode joe mount is the mastermind behind metronomy one of the uk's most inventive loved and successful bands joe formed metronomy as a teenage bedroom project in his hometown of totnes devon and it took shape when he moved to brighton to study music and visual art releasing the debut album pit pain pay the 5000 you owe in 2006 metronomy became one of the more complex and considered characters of the burgeoning new rave scene relocating to london in 2008 metronomy played a string of shows as a trio with a very creative lighting aesthetic that incorporated outfits decorated in push-on bulbs and a series of choreographed routines Completely changing it up with a new lineup that included bassist Oli Benga and drummer Anna, Metronomy's third album, The English Riviera, was released in 2011 and is considered to be one of the most visionary pop records of this decade. The album was smart, literate and catchy and earned itself a nomination for the 2011 Mercury Prize. The gorgeous and just as innovative Love Letters followed in 2013, and in 2016 they released Summer 08, named after the last summer Joe had spent not playing the festival circuit. Joe is currently based in Paris, but I caught him last autumn on a trip back to the UK to headline Margate's By the Sea Festival, and we had a chat about his fascination with architecture. Especially when your voice, when you don't like the sound of your own voice. I I love the sound of my own voice. Really? Yeah, but I don't like being you, out you, of the conversation when of, I'm in the conversation. Yeah. It's kind you, of do you weird. listen to your stuff? Do I? Mm, no, because I find that I. It's not my voice, it's more the things that I say. Oh, really? Yeah. It's my voice. Everything I say is pretty groundbreaking. <laughs> and then it's, it's the way I say it, which I don't like. Listening back to these, I t- tend to find I interrupt people. Oh, yeah. So bad. And I've really tried to stop but doing I it in real I think life. if you don't do it, t- it, it, it like there's different kinds of interrupters I think there are people who interrupt when they're like steering the conversation back mm. where it should be that's a good interruption I think I just get so excited sometimes when we do these podcasts <laughs> and we're like chatting about things and I'm like no but then this thing happened <laughs> I feel like I have to like tell a point yeah and then it's probably just a story that no one was really that interested in they'd rather listen to the person I'm interviewing them well than me maybe Probably, <laughs> probably. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see what happens now. See how many times I interrupt yeah, you. We'll okay. keep a tally. Or maybe your don't say anything. <laughs> oh my God, that's the worst. Yeah. I have to drive the conversation <laughs> yeah. forward. So, Joe, tell me about the architecture in Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. I watched. Me- have you seen Migos being interviewed? Like, I can't remember which one of it is. Which one of Migos is like incredibly uncommunicative? But he just kind of sits there and like someone asks him a question. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then there's silence. Anyway. Anyway. Please don't do that to I me. I won't. I won't. Okay. Why architecture? Well, I was put on the spot, really, with the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's funny because I think you, um, I think w- what, it, what it is, is I grew up in this place, which is, without realising it at the time, I kind of grew up in what I thought was a very normal place. I mean, well, I knew it was a bit special. And I'm talking about this place called Dartington in Devon. 
I knew it was a bit special because it was kind of there was a art university, <laughs> and um, and it was only when I I guess met other people of my age who'd lived in different places and I visited them where they grew up and I realized like just how uh, unique the place that I was was and that's because it has this kind of like it's it was a college campus if you imagine that and then on the campus there were buildings built for farmers like workers over the years like different kind of buildings for different people so every time they had a new development they kind of built it in they were very interested in architecture the people that ran this place and so it just ended up i ended up growing up somewhere which had many many examples of quite interesting like 30s uh and 40s architecture like modernist houses and stuff like that Right. Right. <laughs> so it's and like so a like strangely planned town. It's not. It's not a town. It's like it's an estate. Is I guess what you'd call it. Like so it's, if it's kind of a country estate. Like right. in that. In that. So like there's lanes and fields and stuff like that, and a big main kind of hall. Uh, and then to live there, you had to be working, at, like for the estate. It's a kind of charity. Or at the time, it was a college. So my parents were working for the. Oh. college so we were able to live there right and yeah and, and and it wasn't until I went to other places that I realized how much a part of my kind of like expectations of the world in terms of like what it looks like had been built up by this kind of r- very unusual rural part of Devon so when you say like 30s and 40s what do those sort of buildings look like is that kind of vic- no it's not Victorian it's not Victorian, it's Victorian isn't it I don't know what you'd call it. I mean, it's like, it's kind of, so there's art, there's some kind of art deco, like white square modernist buildings, which were like from the 30s. And then, and then at the 30s, in the 30s as well, there was like the uh, arts and crafts movement as well. And so there's just different types, like, so there's kind of very like white cube buildings. And then there's these kind of very nice, like, almost American-style, like, 30s kind of semi-detached houses and stuff like that. And then some quite grand, like, again, like, white modernist buildings, like, detached places. Mm. Well, what was your house like? It was, well, when, I, when, I, when we first moved there, we had one of these, like, it was like a three-bedroom semi-detached, maybe it was even two-bedroom, two or three-bedroom semi-detached, like, modernist white building <laughs> like kind of like unusual like really unusual and then and then we moved to another house on the estate um with more rooms and that was kind of this like this is still the place that my parents live in now which is like uh like this kind of more american style 30s place in my head it's like one of those places you know when you watch those old american well not old american films but there's american films that are kind of doing a pastiche of the old american yeah. like no, no, totally. good yeah, morning yeah. neighbor no no but that, that, that's like that is exactly where these like so a lot of them were american architects who built these houses um and there was this guy called lascaz i can't remember his first name he was an american and kind of came over and i think like they built it in this kind of like this is the future like you know this is how people should live like what are they um oh you know i can't remember there's lots of there are some phrases you can find them (laughs) (laughs) about like oh how famous famous phrases about you know design for living kind of like 
but yeah very like kind of reimagining of like houses and communities mm. built around architecture and like I just grew up there and never really thought much about it and then I, and I think the kind of interest the reason I think it's, it's kind of relevant is because when we came to touring and like traveling around the world and you you go to somewhere like completely uh, I don't know like somewhere like Chicago and you're like oh I love this city and you're like why do I love it and then you realize it's kind of to do with the architecture and I think that what I've learned as I've grown up is that the reason I like a city and I think the reason that most people do is basically because of uh, that because of architecture it's more important than you think so what you mean when you feel more more comfortable in American cities because they remind you of home Kind of, yeah. But I think also just generally, like, I, I think what I've realized is the, that there's an element of that. But also, if you go to a city or a town and you're like, this place is a dump. <laughs> like, quite often the reason you'll say that is because of architecture. Like, because there's bad architecture. And if you go somewhere where you're like, oh, I love this place. Right. It's because, yeah. you know, and I think everyone has an, uh, an appreciation of it, uh, like, subconsciously, I guess. Hmm. And I've, like realized i've brought it up to my con conscious <laughs> yeah no that's that's super yeah it's super interesting like when you go to new like whenever i go to like new york yeah. i always feel really like overwhelmed yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like 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 it just feels really like a really intense city to me and yeah, i think yeah, it's yeah. because there's like all the big buildings are super yeah, tall yeah, yeah. like high rise and it's all concrete and so it's like either super hot or like very still like you don't get much airflow yeah 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 i suppose that's architecture that's all because of bad architecture <laughs> no i think well i think in america that's like somewhere like new york especially is because of like air conditioning <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, but i think that's you know because they had like because everyone wanted to build buildings on manhattan mm. so it's like they just went up and up and up and yeah, like New York has a total feel to it because it's all like the majority of it is from what's well, like red brick kind of. I guess that's when 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 would that be after the Victorian age? I suppose. Oh, <laughs> I'm not really like sure. 1942. 1940s. <laughs> yeah. They have all those like really what? gorgeous like um what do they call them? The ones in Brooklyn that everyone wants to live in. Oh, and it's well, something to do with stone, like brownstone. Is that what maybe that's what they're called? Yeah. But then it's just, and it's the same kind of thing where, like in Glasgow, like where people, like oh, people are like, oh, I love Glasgow, and like, well, that's because you love the architecture of the place yeah. without really realizing. Like it's all these kind of grand old buildings, and like I don't know. It's, it's just I think I've just realized how important it is, and and like and I, and I think if you speak to any architect, they'll like they'll know that. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, yeah, obviously, of course it is. It's like from the yeah. outside or from the inside? Because, I mean, I suppose that the, like, tenement buildings that you get in Glasgow, which I, I, I really, really mm. love. But, I mean, I guess from the outside, they don't really look that appealing. Maybe the bay windows. Yeah. But on the inside, they're so beautiful because you have those like, super high ceilings. and Everything feels very, yeah. like, open and calming. And I think those buildings are quite, like, they are really, um, they kind of cap, like, they were built when... Glasgow is like at its most prosperous I suppose so yeah. they're quite like you know they're quite kind of extravagant like even though they're even though from the outside yeah they're quite plain mm. they're still like if you were to make like functional buildings for like workers yeah like is that what the tenements were for mostly I, I think, think so yeah like 
you would make them just horrible. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you'd have like tiny windows and all that kind of stuff. And and I think yeah, like so if you go to America and you go to places like you go to like a city like Chicago or New York or even like I don't know Los Angeles, which have this kind of real like there's like a really glorious like look to the place. And then you go to somewhere like Phoenix in America, which is just like, oh, God, no one's really thought about this place. Have really? They? Yeah, yeah. I've like, not been to Phoenix. Well, yeah, it's a kind of conference center. Oh, <laughs> like, God. It's the, it's, the only, um, it's the only time we've ever been to Hooters because it was the literally like the only place that we could find to go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I used to go to Hooters. There oh, used yeah. to be a Hooters in Cardiff. Really? When I lived there, yeah, they opened a Hooters. It didn't last very long. But um, when I was single, me and a couple of friends, Matt and Johnny, we used to go there every single Valentine's Day <laughs> because it was the only place that you could go on Valentine's Day where you were guaranteed not to see a couple oh, having yeah. a lovely date. Oh, God, that's sad, isn't it? That's sad. so sad, isn't it? I went to Hooters on, and it was my first ever Father's Day. So I got like 24 chicken wings for the price of 12. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had really bad gas that evening. Well, I mean, like, God, it's like Anna has this, Anna from the band, she has this uh, this thing that she says when she eats certain, certain times when she eats chicken and she's just like, that chicken tastes like it had a very sad life. <laughs> and that, that was definitely my experience of, I mean, I didn't have 24 chicken wings, but they weren't happy, those birds. No, I didn't have any, I, I don't eat chicken, so I didn't have any oh, of really? the chicken. Uh, pescatarian over here. But um, yeah. I had some kind of curly fry type affair yeah. and quite a lot of beer. And that was an uncomfortable evening thereafter. Yeah, well, that's America. That's <laughs> like, yeah. Or Cardiff. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, Cardiff, America. Do you know what I, I love about like the, the cities in the UK and where I live right now and like in Cardiff as well is the like rows of kind of, I think they must be like Victorian type houses. Mm. You know, just when they're yeah. in just like straight lines. And I think Cardiff has some pretty good like modern architecture as well. Now, like this, what's that? The stadium, Millennium. Of, is that what it is? Millennium Stadium. Yeah, is that what it's the called? Huge like, one where they, they play redeveloped like a whole area. They redeveloped the bay quite. Yeah, a Yeah, and yeah. I, and that's quite nice, no? Yeah, the the opera, the opera center. Yeah. I don't know what you call it. It's I mean, I gorgeous. think the last time we played in Cardiff, which was years ago, we went down there, and yeah, like it's really nice, and yeah. and like. Again, like that's kind of a blessing, I think. You know, like if, if someone kind of comes along and tries to, it's like, oh, we've got all this space. Like, what should we do? Let's do something that makes the city nicer. You know what I mean? That's architecture. Something like, <laughs> well, didn't, didn't Reykjavik, like, isn't part of the reason Iceland went bankrupt because they spent so much on that opera house? Oh, well, yeah. And I mean, like, it's boring. <laughs> it's a boring place. <laughs> but the architecture is lovely there. I can't, yeah, is it though? It's weird because I went. I mean, like, they, well, you like. I think there's something odd. That's the interesting because I've, I've been spending some time as well in Stockholm as well recently, and like, what you realise is that that the architecture in places like that, like, it is. There's no need for like balconies and like big windows and like big gardens and stuff like that. Partly because there's like tons of outdoor space but also because it just gets really cold like no oh, one wants yeah. to you know what i mean like no one needs like a big veranda yeah. and i think like often when i'm in places like that and i'm looking around it's like oh these buildings they just look like cold and like not very welcoming 
Right. But then... So it's finding that balance between beauty and functionality. Well, I guess, I guess like, probably... An, uh, yeah, yeah. That's probably what they do, isn't it? That's probably their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But don't you live in Paris? Yeah, I do. I do. But I'm moving back to England next year. Okay. Well, what's, the, what's, what's Paris like in terms of the buildings That's, and the architecture? Well, that, it's an interesting place, Paris, because they... So Napoleon basically rebuilt the entire city with the help of um, this architect, and I'll forget his effing name, but he's like a very famous name, Houseman, I think his name, something Houseman. That's he, a great name uh, yeah. for an architect. <laughs> it's true. I never even thought about that. It's true. I think he was called Houseman, or I'm just <laughs> making up names. Music man. <laughs> Houseman uh, and Napoleon man. They, so he redesigned the city. So it basically literally started again and I think I guess they must have destroyed a lot of it and rebuilt it along these boulevards and the idea is Napoleon wanted an entirely like unified like uniform city and uh, and sure enough you go there and all you know all the buildings look the same they're all very grand it looks like it's insanely grand Um, and basically what it means is that there's not well so that since that's such a feature of Paris like I think until until like the 70s they weren't that protective of it and there were a few like new buildings so you get like some interesting um a few kind of like interesting 60s and 70s buildings like in the middle of this like crazy old-fashioned street but now you can't the, the the regulations are so strict like you can't build a building over five or six stories high whatever it is and it can't be modern that's nice, though. Well, it is kind of, and it makes Paris what it is, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes in London, it just I feel a bit sad when I like drive or I'm on the bus. I don't, don't, don't have a car, yeah. but when I'm on the bus through like a, a a part of London that I, you know, used to see ten years ago in one state, and yeah. now I just feel like it's like these flats, like condos, and they've really started yeah. to do that in the area that I live. I was where's that? Uh, it's in Leighton. Okay, yeah. So on Leebridge Road, yeah, which yeah, yeah. before was. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's always been like weird shops and cafes. Like when you go over... Over the railway. Is that the the canal? Oh, um, yeah, you can go over the canal and then you go further down, there's a railway and you go over the railway. And there used to be like weird furniture shops and just lots of cafes and like little like bodega type, you know, news agency places. and And now it's just like everywhere slowly, everything that they knock down, they just build like building high rise. And I think they're not really, you know, and that's the thing about London. There's some great architecture in London, but like I was in London Bridge the other day, and like you look out from where the, you know, like including the Shard, like it kind of yeah. looks like Dubai. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's really weird, and and it feels a bit like, I don't know. Like I really like kind of modern, like I like modern architecture, but it like. I think there's a, it's a bit weird. I think it's a bit iffy, like, what's going on in, in such kind of prominent parts of London. Like. Well, it's like, obviously, there's a housing crisis because there's more people than there are spaces yeah, yeah. for us all to live. And it's like, it feels like the councils all have their little, like, checklist for how many places they need to fill each each year. And so we, like, as a... We actually, we have, like, a plot at the end of our road that's like a patch of wasteland it's like the nhs bought it and tried to build a hospital or like a doctor's or something on it a few years ago and then they didn't succeed 
um, and now it's been bought by like these property developers. Yeah, yeah. So like they put in their like proposal for development, and then we as the residents kind of all got together, oh, and yeah. like I had like all my neighbours yeah, like come round my flat, and we <laughs> all got together and wrote our like concerns yeah. down, and we wrote speeches. <laughs> so dorky, <laughs> and we went to Walthamstow Town Hall to deliver our speeches of like our concerns, and our like, and we were all like, we want the wasteland to be developed because it's just yeah. like gross, and I'm like always so sure that they're gonna find a body on it. And (laughs) every time I walk past it late at night, I'm like, and uh, we like presented our concerns. The number one thing being like, our road is really narrow. Please don't put the entrance on our road because it's like a cul-de-sac and it's like so narrow that you sometimes think like, if there was a fire, they'd never get a fire engine down here. And they, the people on the council just kind of dicks. Yeah. Where they were just like, you can't expect to live opposite empty space forever. Like, literally not what we said. <laughs> and so they started, like, they, they got planning permission and they, like, they dug the whole site out and then they just stopped. And then nothing happened for months and months and months. And it's just sat there overgrown now. And apparently, according to my neighbours, they got, like, super far down the line and then realised the road's too narrow for their oh, for v- the, building like, vehicles yeah. to turn into. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. And so they've had to redesign the whole site so that the vehicles can come in from the main road, which makes way more sense. But I guess they just planned it so they could fit the most amount of units on one plot. And I think the kind of, if you look at what they did for the Olympics, like in Stratford, like that, as as much as you can argue that, like, yeah, they built stadiums, which whatever... Like, yeah. if you've been down there, like, it's nice. Like, it's a nice place to be. And, like, even, you know, even if you're not an athlete, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's a nice place. To, well, like, I, I go running around yeah, it sometimes. Can, yeah, and it's like, walk around. Like, it looks cool. And, like, yeah. and that's kind of, like, they could have said, okay, yeah, we're going to develop, like, probably, I don't know, like, 20,000 flats. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? But they, they kind of, I, th- I guess because it was a government thing, they had to do it in a But they are building a shit ton of flats on there in two years. Oh, and yeah. yeah, okay, well, there you go. You know that bit that they used to use for, like, wireless <laughs> yeah. for a while? And, yeah, okay. yeah, that's getting, like, in two years, that's oh, turning well, into flats. There you flats. go. Progress. Yeah. <laughs> but I just feel like things in London at the moment are designed in terms of money and how, yeah, like, totally. figures. Yeah, yeah. This is all figures-based. I don't think it's like, yeah. this will look nice and fit in with the area and, you know, give you yeah. something. Which I think is probably why, like, Paris is quite good because they have these, like, laws about what you can and can't do. Although I think neither is neither is perfect, but yeah. at least Paris doesn't have like tons of weird-looking skyscrapers like London does, you know. Yeah, and I and I like looked at a few of them as like a place to live, and I just feel like the rooms are all squares. Yeah, and there's like no character on the inside. It just feels like you're kind of living in a like um, like a service department. Yeah. Yeah, which maybe is the, I'm just being the too dream. fancy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just being too fancy now. <laughs> no, no, I think that's and that's the thing. Like, uh, you know, architecture is about understanding like how like how much space someone needs to live in like comfortably. Yeah, and I think in a, and I mean that like not at the minimum. I mean like how a person feels within a space of a certain size. You know, mm. and and that's the thing, like, so if you're going to a building where, like, it's not designed with that in mind, the rooms feel, like, small and you feel like a kind of big person in a small room. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, a perfect room, you should just feel like 
normal in the space and and I don't know like and, and I think because we again like because we spend quite a lot of time in hotels and stuff like you just notice like when it, you feel like oh my god they've crammed like you can tell that they've put 10 more rooms on this floor than they had than than they could have done to make it like really nice or that yeah. kind of and I think airflow is really important too. Airflow, well, yes, of course. You know, like I don't oxygen. know why oxygen, <laughs> but like sometimes you go into uh, my 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 flatmate now, who just moved in. She was living in like this apartment block before, which they just they just got the airflow wrong. Oh yeah. And so they never put the heating on, which is like obviously great in terms of money in the winter. But uh, her like apartment block was just in the summer. It was like so hot. Yeah. This room smells a bit damp as well. This room smells quite does a, bit a bit damp, yeah. So but like, I mean, but it's got quite a nice ceiling. Oh, it's it's a ballroom, I think. Yeah. But now the architecture in Margate—that's it's curious. I really love it. It's kind of yeah. I guess that's why lots of London people are coming here because you can buy a house that looks like it's in London. Yeah. <laughs> you could take a picture and say that you're in London, but you're not. <laughs> but it's quite it's quite mismatched, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, if it's yeah. like a post-war thing. I don't know whether Margate suffered anything in the war or whether I it's maybe... I think so. I think it probably just didn't. It's just kind of did its thing. There's like a big brutalist block of flats above where we are now, I think. Right when you come out the yeah, station, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the which first is quite thing like you see. intense. But the rest of it's not, not no, like it's that, not. no. <laughs> And um, I saw you earlier up on North Down Road, and I feel like that road is so many amazing like shop fronts, oh, that the kind of seaside strange you, buildings. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess it's seaside. Seaside towns are weird. Yeah, generally, <laughs> I think and there's always got like a bit of glamour, and then like opportunist kind of building and it's like kind of faded glamour. Yeah, which I love. Yeah. It's definitely not glamorous now <laughs> not here but I just love that you like can walk into a space that's you know like now a laundrette yeah, and you, yeah. you suddenly like look up and you see the ceiling yeah. and you're like oh my god probably used to be a butcher's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it's, it's just like, like uh, the residue of a story yeah yeah no it's true and I guess that's what they're trying to do here aren't they they're trying to bring it back up to speed we'll see Reinvent it, but keep the former glory. Yeah, well, I don't think they're bothered about the glory. Oh, former okay. glory. <laughs> I think they just want to make it like Shoreditch, really. No, don't say that. <laughs> I think so. I think that's the dream. That's the dream here. <laughs> Dalston on sea. Yeah, get a yeah. Soho house down here. Oh, it's Laughing. only a matter of time. Only. I think. Well, I think it's a matter of. 30 years. <laughs> Did you know it. that you can uh, you can hire out the Soho House interior design team to do your flat? I've done it. <laughs> yeah, of course I knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably for people that don't really care about... Imagination. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I take a lot of pleasure in choosing a sofa, really. Oh my God. I mean, this is interior design. We're straying off architecture. Yeah, but yeah. Well, as someone who has recently <laughs> renovated their flat... Oh yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. DIY majority myself. I've got the scars to prove it. Yeah. Oh really? Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is it falling shower screen? Be careful with them. Yeah. Mm. But do you have like a, a a place, a city that you kind of love in terms of its architecture? Because I think I mentioned at the start Barcelona. I guess that was the top Barcelona one off is my cool. head. I think there's my favorite is Porto in Portugal. <laughs> it's a very very beautiful city really just like very like a mixture of i think you get you get places which have embraced um modern architecture like 
they've understood it as part of like you know like those tenement blocks were modern architecture and like the terraced houses in london they were modern but they're not modern now you know what i mean mm. and uh and i think there have been different countries which have always f- had this relationship with architecture which is much more like well and spain would be the same where it's like architecture is isn't a kind of isn't about the good old days it's about like living like living in the future and like progress and that kind of thing and so like in Porto you've got this amazing mixture of just like really ancient kind of crumbling buildings and they've got a very beautiful kind of modern opera house in the center of in the center of the city and they've got lots of like 50s kind of American inspired like garages and houses and and it's just like a real and they've got an Eiffel bridge which is incredible yeah I don't know if it was I don't know if it was designed by Eiffel or his like understudy or something like that but they've got this amazing bridge like Eiffel Tower style bridge did you know that the Eiffel Tower (laughs) I think grows by four inches during summer is that well that must be to do with metal no steel expands in heat that's pretty cool. It's a great fact. Yeah. If it's, it's true, I might, may have misquoted yeah. it. But. Do you know, it, I, I heard it was more like 50 metres. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It grows 50 metres. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. You've heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got an amazing bridge. They've got an amazing bridge. Um, and it's just a very nicely designed city. Yeah. It's really cool. What about Brunel? Are you a fan of Brunel and his bridges? He's done some nice bridges, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and didn't he also did, he also did the railway that went down to De- that goes down to Devon. So I used to kind of there's a bit which goes along the coast, which I think was his like he insisted it went by the sea, like next to the sea. Mm. Yeah, I think he's obviously pretty cool. I mean, that's all like that's more kind of like this industrial like metal and like massive mm. steel structures, which is cool. More like engineering than architecture. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, exactly. But yeah. It, but then I, I suppose then you get, like, then you get, like, more modern architects who have kind of, who, like, are into this, like, steel, like, the same kind of thing, but making it more attractive, I guess. Mm. Or it can be attractive, you know. I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, the idea of a mixture of everything is nice, you know. Yeah. And I think everything is supposed to, like everything's supposed to relate like if you're making a building it's supposed to relate to a building next to it and mm. and so like if you're building a skyscraper in london it should relate to what else is there and i think by now like it's just a bit like oh it's, <laughs> everything. it's just a, it looks a bit like mario <laughs> You know what yeah, I mean? Like, that, it's just kind of, like, crazy like buildings. A, like, a, like one of those old sim computer games yeah, where yeah, you yeah. had to build, yeah, build yeah, yeah, a yeah. city. Was it Sims? Yeah, it's it was like, something So if you're kind of, like, if you're asking, like, whatever it is, like, Tower Hamlets, it's like, oh, can I build a skyscraper? And, and you just, like, draw, like, a huge turnip-shaped building. And then they're like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, you need to back it up with what it's r- relating to. And it's like, oh, well, it's like that triangle one. Um, it's like that triangle one at the London Bridge. And it's like the walkie-talkie one. Uh, and it's a bit like the gherkin one, <laughs> and they and they can't really argue with that. They they're just like, yeah. oh yeah, no, it does it does relate to the landscape of London, yeah. <laughs> like you know. So there you go. I think it's a bit of a mess, London. It is a bit of a mess. Bits now. of it, yeah. But then I kind of do enjoy being able to see that sort of su- skyline 
because I think I feel like when I first used to come or used to come to London yeah. I used to live just outside when I was like growing up and the tallest thing was like Canary Wharf or something yeah, like that yeah and that's kind of like 80s like that feel like Canary Wharf feels like like 80s affluence yeah whereas I think all the stuff and it's like all that's related to like finance so that kind of makes sense in a mm. way in a twisted kind of way a financial district like having that stuff and then it's a bit like where the Gherkin is and like that NatWest building in Shoreditch. But then it's just the new ones. It's just a bit, you feel like it, like what's it gonna, like what's it gonna mean? Like in, in 50 years time, like what's that gonna, how, how is that gonna be like? I mean, I think received. they're gonna look back and they're gonna be like, man, those guys used to eat sushi really high up. <laughs> really high up. They were so they cool. They just wanted to eat it. Like, they used yeah. to go to Daft Punk it's album like, launches yeah. <laughs> really high up. You take, so like, cool. you take raw fish and then you <laughs> eat it as far away from the land or the sea as you can. <laughs> just like, yeah. Here I am. Here I am, listening to Get Lucky. A hundred stories yeah. up, <laughs> eating raw yeah. fish, living my best. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> And that's all thanks to architecture. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, have you spent much time in Australia? Yeah, quite a bit of time. Uh, I yeah. find the architecture there confusing. Yeah, that's th yeah, but it's quite nice in places, isn't it? In like Sydney, there's quite a lot of like, I don't know. It's odd because it's a bit like it looks a bit colonial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's a bit kind of um, the like little verandery things that they have. I mean, it's quite pretty. But yeah, it is quite confusing. You're right. It's I can never. It's it's like this weird hybrid of uh, sorry of America meets Europe. Yeah. Like I think in, in Melbourne especially, I'm like. Oh yeah, well Melbourne. I think they, they tried to make that like Europe, and everyone says it's like oh, it's like it's the most European city. Yeah, but to like, me, it's hang on. It seems like you maybe did that on purpose because yeah. it's only been here for like a hundred years. Well, that, yeah, that's <laughs> the other thing, isn't yeah. it? Where everything's just new. Yeah. But then it, and that's kind of interesting because I think probably then they wanted to, it, it's like in America in places where they, uh, you know, I think probably before I, grew, before I was old enough to understand that like, I probably saw uh, the, what's it called, um, Mount Rushmore and probably thought it was some hundreds of years old kind of monument yeah. or like even Abraham Lincoln's statue or whatever. He's probably thought like, oh, this is. Some it's probably from like the Roman times, yeah. <laughs> and then you realize like oh no, it's because they just don't have that there. So they've had to like, you know, and I think in America you get a lot of cities which are obsessed with making it look like there's history there and mm. kind of. And I guess um, like New York is one of the only ones which has this genuine like old like it was one of the first kind of settled places, so you can see all of the the old buildings like you know do you think it's kind of having a tourist destination do you think that's what it, it sort of stems from being How like you well, well you know like um if in like western society when you go on holiday you kind of go places so that you can do things so you're like you go to pisa to see yeah. the leaning tower you go to paris to take a picture yeah. by the eiffel tower yeah. like you, you have this like in your head you're like well i haven't done the city until i've ticked this box you don't go to phoenix you don't go to Phoenix, yeah. but if, if Phoenix had like a big crater in the ground. So, well, actually, all those American cities do have like sky needles, you know? They have like towers. They like, do, don't like they? Seattle has the sky needle. Yeah. Toronto it, has the CNN tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah, in a way, they kind of, there was a big phase of that to build like just a kind of big needle. 
that yeah. people could go up. Or like the World's Fair things yeah, that yeah. you get around. Which is like, well, yeah, what the Eiffel Tower is as well. Like a and World if you notice that they do that in Australia, but they do it with giant fruits. Oh, really? Have you ever seen that? No. <laughs> I swear, they have like, one place will have like a giant pineapple and another place will have all like a giant shrimp. It's not even uh, fruit. They have like giant foods all around uh, Australia. There is something a bit weird about that country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah. But why not? Everyone, you need a gimmick, you know? Can you live in these big fruits? No, but you can climb to the top oh, of that's them. That's pretty cool. That's quite cool. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I went to one that was like a... Oh, God, I don't know what it was, actually. I think it was a giant pineapple. Mm. That and seems like a, a good height. Like, you can imagine that scaling up quite nicely. It's big, and then you could... There was a little museum about pineapples inside of it. Oh, God. What's the world coming to? <laughs> museum about pineapples. If we were going to have one in London, what would it be? What, a, fr- a kind of... A, a giant tourist attraction. A novelty... Savaloy. It's <laughs> a Savaloy, I think, probably... In London, yeah. <laughs> or the jelly deal. <laughs> Just phallic shaped. Well, you need it to be phallic shaped for it to be nice and tall. Really. I mean, we already have the gherkin. Asparagus, I guess. That's ticks Can you two touch boxes. the tip? <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, it's a great place to end it. Great. From Devon to the <laughs> yeah. tip of the asparagus. Yeah. Look at it, look, look out for the tip in London. A big thanks to Joe. I think I counted about three interruptions there on my tally. Not bad at all. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog. And next week, I'm talking to Marika Hackman about condiments. You have been listening to Talk the Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. If you really like it, please leave us a nice review. We'll see you next week. Bye.